0: Welcome back, Chelsea fans, to the latest edition of the Roman's Empire podcast, where all we do is talk Chelsea and talk shit about everyone else. I am joined, as always, by a fully loaded crew today. I'll first start by introducing uh, Sam. How you doing, buddy? We back.
1: We, we back. back. What's this we is definitely season? Back. Oh, I need to start a new season, because this is the brand new season. Um, I think we're on five now.
0: I think yeah it's we're our on fifth season we're on show. season
1: five of the romans empire podcast how do we last this long i
0: don't that's know that's what she said <laughs> uh andres how how are you doing i was about to say how long do you last but <laughs> that's a <more laughs> great question how long do you last
2: this <laughs> is <laughs> You guys can get Hannah as a guest on the pod and she can answer that question.
1: Oh, it'll be a, be a quick <laughs> podcast. Yeah, okay. That's what
2: you meant to say. Okay. It'll be a 20-second podcast. We got our answer. Uh, <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. It's nice to be on the final countdown for the Premier League. I got to play some Sunday League today, scored a goal as a defender, which is always fun. And yeah, excited that we're going to be back on a, a regular schedule after a very, very inconsistent summer on our end.
1: <laughs> We had a lot of nothing this uh, post-season. I mean, this off-season. There was just a lot of rumors, all of us crossing our fingers for Erling Holland, But uh, we did get a number nine and a very familiar face, Romelu Lukaku. Look um, who's back. Yeah. Uh, I must admit, the whole time that I heard these rumors, I thought, you know, it, it's just... Kind of a kind of a power move by Chelsea to kind of get Dortmund a little bit nervous and thinking, oh no, you know these guys are not going to be buyers after they buy Lukaku. They're not going to want to get Holland. There aren't a lot of options out there that will pay the top dollar for him, with his buyout coming out coming down to what's the amount? Uh, seventy seventy five million next year. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: It's you know putting pressure on Dortmund to get a deal done right now. Asking price was, one fifty, right? If if I'm if I'm yep. correct, and the number that we agreed to for Lukaku, ninety seven million pounds, and what is the one fifty? Is that pounds or euros? I think that's
2: euros. That's euros. So he would have been twenty something million more than Lukaku, okay, for for just the transfer fee alone, uh, mind you, that doesn't include agent fees or his wages,
1: and you think that. It would have been more than what we're giving to Lukaku right yes. now. Yes.
2: Uh, yeah. The reason – so here's my thing. The reason we didn't get Lukaku four years ago was Mino Raiola. The reason we're not getting Erling Holland this time around is Mino Raiola. So I think we probably pay Lukaku – maybe like – maybe the wages would have been similar. But the massive agent fee is something that we avoided by going with Lukaku uh, instead of Holland at least financially.
0: Yeah. I, I I think the uh the first time around with Man United, Raiola wanted as much cash as possible. I think he took away 20% of that transfer fee too, right? Did he make 20 million off that deal? Uh, I don't remember. Lukaku going to United. I think it was something ridiculous like 20 that. 20 million
1: but... off that one deal. That's awesome. Uh,
0: and it, and that deal was 70 something mil um at, at the, the time. At the end of the day, yeah, after his fees, <laughs> Pogba was really only worth 70 something or 80 mil. But here's the thing. I I, I know it's a lot of money, but at face value, I mean, this this fills our squad role. And at the end of the day, I think we have a top three center forward um, in our already Champions League winning squad. So I kind of say fuck the price tag in this situation. I'm just kind of happy we got our guy.
1: Didn't we get upset about the price tag about Ben Chilwell last year? We thought that was an overpay, and that was our – Biggest wow. glaring hole, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that was the our biggest glaring hole, and we paid a premium to fill in one of our biggest holes with. At the time, we didn't. I mean, you know, Ben Chilwell for what he was last year does not have the stature and the reputation of a Lukaku right now. Like, you know, coming off a Syria MVP, obviously the numbers aren't going to be the same. But mm-hmm. pe- it, it wasn't. People thought it was an overpay and it worked out really well for us. So I'm with you, Zach. Fuck the price tag. I I, I the only reason why you bring it up is cuz you think okay, like would could we have paid like 20, 30 million more and gotten Erling Holland? but mm-hmm. it's like like I I I, I want to say that I would have rather done that at the end of the day because that's like a, the long-term like best kind of deal that you would want to do. Um, but I think I'm still very, very happy with with getting Lukaku.
2: Uh, I I know like we were all really excited about the potential of Holland, but I think this is the smarter move in the long run anyway because we pay 20 more million for Holland, and yes, we can flip that money, but then we're back two years from now. We can be back in the search for a striker again. This time Gary around G. we're getting. Yeah. Luke yeah. like I think part of the reason Holland didn't end up here is because he didn't really care to come to Chelsea as like a long term investment on his part. Like his eyes are set on uh, on their Madrid's or Barcelona's, probably. Uh, but with Lukaku, we're getting a guy who is Premier League proven across six years, is averaging over 20 goals a season. And the guy has unfinished business here. He was unfairly sold by Mourinho for missing a PK in a Super Cup at age, like, 19. Then he goes to United and starts off well and fades. Like, not only does he have unfinished business with Chelsea, but he has unfinished business with the Premier League. So I, I think this is a fantastic signing for a top 10 consistent and proven striker.
0: One last thing about Haaland um, that I'm just going to kind of wrap up. And this is for everybody that kind of abides by that argument that andres mentioned earlier well if you just put another 20 or 30 million we could buy a holland dortmund does not hesitate to say no for players that they do not want to sell that's a fact you look at Jadon sancho last season it was float numbers between 120 and 150 were floated last season for him and that never came to fruition they wound up taking less money for him this season the point is them keeping Erling Haaland isn't necessarily going to be putting them at a financial disadvantage in the long run. They still have Champions League bonuses, which they can definitely reach. As they make it to the later stages of the Champions League, they also hit bonuses as well. They're going to get bonuses for finishing in a top four of their league. Let's keep in mind, from his perspective as well, Bayern Munich has a new manager. There's going to be teething problems. That could also present an opportunity for Dortmund to possibly step in and make a legitimate title run. And we also got the dummy fans that don't necessarily have Twitter and don't read about the latest and de- uh, the latest and greatest rumors. They're gonna go out and buy a bunch of Holland kits this season. So there's still a bunch of financial incentive for Dortmund to keep Holland on their books. Yes, I'm sure at the end of the day, whether or not that 75 million um, uh, release clause stays or not for next season, that's up for debate. I think Dortmund's gonna try and approach him with a renewed contract and a good faith uh you know agreement hey we'll sell you next summer if you sign this deal um but that's just my opinion but that's just my argument for all those people that say all right tack on another 20 or 30 let's bring in holland fuck the lukaku deal this is too much money that's not the case you can't bring a player to the club who who doesn't want to be here that's plain and simple and on the flip side you have a club that's not willing to sell unless it's for an astronomically stupid fee I, I I agree with Andres here. I don't think spending 150, 160 million on a Holland, who let's be honest, that money is well worth it in terms of the production you're going to be getting. But it's we're going to be in this same position three or four years from now. I mean, it's it's plain and simple. The guy's eventually going to wind up at Real or Barca. It's a, it's almost a foregone conclusion at this point. But
1: uh, maybe yeah, I don't it, know if Barca will be around by then. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs>
0: they might fold and go they under. They might in still the next have Aguero. Years. They might have, like, a 39-year-old Aguero on their books <laughs> While he's, by the time but, Holland's ready to move. Well, yeah, they'll still be fighting their
1: legal battle to try to get him out of that contract, <laughs> not if <after> they Messi left.
2: <laughs> Goodness <sighs> gracious.
1: So, so Andreas, I'm, let me ask you. We have Team there obviously, coming in last year. Not really, you know, like, you, you think about what Chelsea was last year, creating all these chances and having shit finishing up top. A lot of it's done for Timo Werner. Lukaku is as clinical as it gets finishing. So obviously that solves that issue. But as far as the fit with the rest of the team, we got Timo Werner. Kai Havertz has been, you know, playing amazing at striker and that might be his best position. Tammy we'll talk about later. Uh, Giroud's out. So, you know, so right now we're talking about Lukaku, Timo, Havertz, and... Do we have any other strikers? I'm not possibly Broja, possibly Broja. Okay, yeah. the fourth guy.
2: Pulisic is a false nine, according to some reports. As <laughs> Ooh. A Ooh, in the pecking order.
1: Okay, like so it, we, you can talk about that too. But how does Lukaku fit? You know, when we play the one striker formation, will we see well, more two striker, or what? What do you think? I, I mean,
2: I, I, it's weird because it's technically a three four three on paper, but then Mason Mount always looked like he was behind the front two at times. So for me, I think it's going to look more like a 3-5-2 going into this season. And it's going to be Mount behind a combination of the, the strongest probably being Lukaku and Havertz. And then maybe Timo slides in and gets a start here or there whenever we get that kind of thing going. If, if Lukaku is going to start down the middle, then you're looking at Kai on the right, Mount on the uh, on the left, or Timo on the left, Pulisic, Cho. You know, we have the options to play around him, Ziyech. But I think our strongest, at least in my opinion, would be in that three-five-two where you have Kai and Mount uh, as close to Lukaku as possible, and then you have the wingbacks and Reese James and, and Ben Chillwell providing the width. Uh, I mean, the guy's gonna be able to combine uh, with the uh, sorry with these partners. He's gonna be able to give us another dimension. We were great in the counterattack last season, but maybe this time around, you know. Thiago Silva, Rudiger, Christensen, they're long passing. They can skip the midfield and go straight to Lukaku, and he can actually control the ball and have people kind of play off of him with his back two goal. So mm-hmm. I think it lets us kind of have a plan B without having to call on substitutes because we don't have to possess out of the back and work our way forward. We can sometimes launch it up to this giant, strong Lukaku figure who can then bring it down, control it, and even turn and just go on his own. So it's just the fact that he's such a complete forward. He's not just a play with your back to goal like Giroud or just a get in behind like Timo
0: Werner. Yeah, he he does offer the full package and I think he gives us versatility too. You know, during the preseason for anybody that has been watching, I mean, we generally start with a three, four, three, and then gradually revert to a four, two, four. Now, granted, um, Lewis Baker isn't going to be playing center back every single match. And, we're not going to see Danny Drinkwater coming off the bench every single match. but are not? Oh, man. I think <laughs> it's kind of stinks, right? No, but <laughs> I think the po- I think the point with Tuchel is that eventually we are going to see some sort of variation with the 4-2-4. And having a guy like Lukaku does give you options to switch between formations um, easily because, like Andres said, he could play with his back to goal. He could run at people. He's great in 1v1 situations decent finisher in the box scores he gets you he gets you everything i mean i'm looking at his stats here last season in the serie A, he had 36 total appearances and contributed to 35 goals directly that's 24 goals and 11 assists
2: it was something like 0.99 in terms of expected goal or assist per
0: 90 yep so i mean he's basically he's basically going to contribute a goal or a game whether he assists or scores that's how i'm looking at it now we're a team that has been consistently in the top three in the Premier League last season, especially since Tuchel came in at chances created. If I'm not mistaken, I believe we were number one for a pretty long time under throughout Tuchel. last season. Under Just Tuchel, Under yeah. Tuchel, we were number one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So and we were 13th in finishing. Those chances that we couldn't finish, if we make that 13, Andres, even into the top five, we don't even have to be necessarily number one or two. If we're third best in the league at finishing, I think we run away with it. The amount of chances that we create... Last season, I mean, we were saying last season, how many more of our matches would have, or how many more of our wins would have been comfortable should we have a striker? How many games we could have put two or three nil away, um, as opposed to a one nil or even a one one, letting a team get back into a game and us, you know, digging ourselves in a deep hole. This solves a lot of problems. That's my point. So um, I, I'm excited. And, and I know I keep saying that and I know it's like a general term here, but guys, I mean, for the first time in a while I, this is since Diego Costa we, we're buying a striker that's actually proven this isn't a maratha that's going to come in that has a you know a shady a a shady track record or um you know this isn't any old aging striker this is a guy in the peak of his prime who's going to come in and produce right away so i'm expecting nothing less than an elite season from uh from Lukaku this year
1: okay well well, let's talk a little bit about who benefits the most on the squad uh, from this Lukaku signing. I think, obviously, uh, the wingers are gonna are gonna feast because if if you see, I mean, I know that what what he was doing with Lotaro last year um, at Inter Milan, uh, he was playing more central, but his passing has improved significantly, and uh, I just think that. Obviously, Tuchel is going to benefit from seeing the fruits of his uh, of his labor and finally getting goals converted from these nice chances, but mm-hmm. he's going to create chances for other players too. So, who do you think, Zach, is going to benefit the most?
0: I mean, I think the most obvious one would probably be Kai Havertz. Um, it looked like towards the end of last season that he was going to be our main attacker moving forward. I think Tuchel was, um, planning to maybe go the season without a strikers. Like if we missed out on a Lukaku, I think Kai Havertz would have probably have been our number one choice up there. I mean, look, we know that he does much better when he's able to link up with, with, with a strike partner and Lukaku's absolutely perfect for that. I mean, he could <laughs> keep harping on it, but you know, the fact that he could be a human wall pass or just a pure poacher, he could run in behind. He has that strength. It's you have the full package there, and I think when you have a player like that around somebody like Kai Havertz, that could kind of give you the flair aspect of the game and kind of gives you that unpredictability. That's that's a deadly combination. Honestly, I I don't know if it benefits Kai more than you know. I would say maybe our wingbacks backs it would benefit as well, but I think just in terms of who I'm most excited to see him play next to, I think I I think we'd be remiss to look anybody past Kai. That combination is. It's mouth watering. And and I think that's the appeal that uh that that the signing has.
2: I uh, I mean Kai's the obvious one, but honestly speaking, I can't wait to see Timo Werner running behind off of a wall pass from Lukaku. Not yeah. not just that, we're also having thicker VAR lines. So Timo shouldn't be an inch offside every time he scores anymore. So for me, you know, people are thinking, oh, Lukaku means Timo won't play anymore. And yeah, maybe Timo won't start every game. I, I mean, I I hope he doesn't because I, I still want to see a Mount Kai Lukaku front three more so than one that includes Timo Werner. But there are going to be plenty of matches and there's going to be rotation and there's going to be times where Werner's speed is going to continue to be an annoyance to the opposition. And with someone like Lukaku and, you know, t- bringing down the ball and then Timo running in behind, I think he's going to get a bounce back this season as well. So for me, I think Kai being the obvious one, I think people need to not sleep on what this may mean for Timo Werner in a positive way.
0: I do want to get your guys' take on one thing. Um, what kind of impact do you think it's going to have on the play of our two holding mids or our two pivots? Last season, it seemed like kind of disjointed because they, when Giroud was in, the only real option was to play it to feet um when he would check in um you could have really played in behind him and 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 the thing with Tammy and he didn't really get much playing time under Tuchel so we didn't really see it um is this going to present more opportunities for Jorginho or maybe even N'Golo Conte to pick out those passes to those runs like Andres was talking about where if Lukaku drops in you got guys like Timo if Pulisic is in Cho any of those guys that could really run beyond the striker, would it benefit those players as well? That little clipped ball? I think that's something that's going to be on for us a lot more this season um, because of the Lukaku factor. I mean, you got to put, I, Luke, with a player like Lukaku, you just, as an opposition defender, you got to put a body on him no matter where he is on the pitch. So naturally, that's going to create openings for us. I, I, I feel like Jorginho and Conte are going to benefit a lot from that too.
2: I mean, Zach, you kind of answered your own question, so I don't know what you want me to add to that. But well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I agree yeah. as well.
0: I agree with guy, you, Zach. You made a I, yeah, that, kind of my main if, thing. I just wanted for, the justification of not sounding I mean, crazy. yeah,
2: if if in the first 10 minutes three balls going to Lukaku's feet of him checking in, players are going to expect that. And then, yeah, we should be smart enough to then take the space that's created in behind. So, again the benefit of VAR having thicker lines, maybe we won't get everything called back as an offside. And mm-hmm. the guys with speed, like Mount, Werner, hell, maybe even Ziyech, I don't really know if he has, well, Pulisic and show more likely, can get in behind and, and get one-on-one with the keeper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, of course, I hope that that happens. You know, it's like a little bit of a decoy in Lukaku's part.
0: Does he become the focal point of our attack now? Or do we still kind of give those those uh, those reins over to Kai?
1: Um, Are you I asking think... whether he'll be like the leading scorer for our team? No, this n- season? no, not I necessarily the be.
0: leading scorer. I, I'm asking more so, who do you think Tuchel's going to lean on more throughout the season? I mean, is he going to play a guy like Lukaku more consistently? Is he going to adapt the system to a guy like Lukaku more? Or I don't are think we going to see that more change with,
2: much? With I mean, I just think the ball's going to end up in the back of the net. <laughs> like, <laughs> like to be completely frank, with I, you, don't like finally, I don't
1: finally, I yeah. think
2: we're, everything seems to be pointing at the three, four, three being the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously there's still this there's Wednesday's match where we'll actually see a competitive side put out, but the, it's going to be three at the back. I, I don't see us not using width to then create space back in the middle. I mean, like you said, Reese and Chilwell may have more courage and confidence to cross the ball because there's a big ass man waiting for it in the box. And if he misses for some reason, or if he can't score, maybe he brings it down and sets somebody else up. I, I honestly just think it's going to feel more, uh, smooth, less kind of robotic in, into how we're going to approach the attack. It's not always going to be like work it in the back, absorb pressure and then hit on the counter. Like we yeah. can actually move forward and, create something when the ball hits the final third so i i don't see a shift in it i think mount and kai havertz are still going to be extremely sport important creatively and, and when i say those two names obviously that still means Werner, z yes ballistic cho because they all play similar positions but i i just think the difference again is going to be when that ball comes into the box as fans we should expect the ball to end up in the back of the net
1: the crazy thing about the signing, Zach, and, or, and Andreas too, but, um, I remember, like, our first couple episodes of our podcast, <laughs> we were talking yeah. about bringing Lukaku
0: back and how excited right we were. We, was it, yeah, because it, it was, uh, didn't we start the show the same year Diego Costa left? Uh,
1: if I'm not no. Uh, no, we 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 still had Diego Costa that last yeah. year, um, and but but that's we, when he had was his when, falling out. Yeah. yeah, when when we brought in Diego Costa is when we got rid of Lukaku like officially. But yeah, when we, we thought
0: we were gonna get him back. Actually, no, you might be right. I don't know. I might no, be having years. I, right. I remember it was when it was it was um it was when Lukaku had a fall or Lukaku. It was when Diego Costa uh, had that, he just had that spat on the bench. Um, I think it was with Mourinho. Do you guys remember that? About five years ago, six years ago? I forget what it was about. But, anyways, Diego Costa had a spat with Mourinho, got frozen out of the team for a few weeks. And then I remembered those rumors started coming around. And this is around the same time. This was the following summer. Um, at that same time, Man U rumors were around, too. And then eventually, we all know what happened. But. Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting my. Crazy. I might be getting my timelines mixed we, up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He,
2: we sold him <laughs> to Everton after he was loaned to Everton. So then I mean, Conte comes home, in. To
0: Everton. Conte sold comes to
2: Everton. in. Yeah, sold to Everton the year that Conte came in, and then Conte is. Uh, Jesus. You know, comes no, in with the No, that was league.
1: 2014. No, because 2014, 2014 was, was, they, was when they, we sold
2: They him. wanted him for season two, though. Season one, he still had Diego Costa, Diego and then Costa. was like, no, I want Lukaku. And then we ended up having to get Murata. Yeah. So yeah. that uh, happened. We sold him during or after Mourinho's second stint failed miserably.
0: How much money we would have saved if Murata just decided to be an actual striker?
2: Or Riola never existed. <laughs>
1: one or the other (laughs) either of them would be good outcomes for us honestly (laughs) but uh let's we actually got a twitter question um this one's from ron aka bone daddy cool aka bone daddy deluxe aka bone daddy supreme he asks now that we got our score what other business do you see us doing andres do you see you foresee us making any other moves Of course.
2: I mean, I I think there's two more names that need to come in, and that's a center back and a center mid. We already have heard about Koundé and that deal. I think that that got put in the back burner when we kind of got the green light to negotiate for Lukaku. But I think that that one's going to be done probably by the end of this week, hopefully. I think all – it's – the rumor is, and I and I call BS a little bit, is that Chelsea has been scouting Jules Koundé for two years. But to me, it sounds more like a Tuchel signing. Like, he's interested in this player. Mm-hmm. He's most likely someone that the club is looking at because I believe Rudiger, Thiago Silva, and Christensen are approaching the last year of their contract. So you sign a guy as a safety blanket in case you can't come to terms with the players you already have. And he's... He's molded, he's not as high already as like Hakimi, who's like, you know, we were talking about Hakimi. He's like, oh, he's already a world class right wing back. Kounde is also 22, and he's on the trajectory of being world class at a young age. So it's one of those things where you get him at a discount because he wants out of Sevilla, and you hope that he makes do and breaks into the squad. So I think he'll add some good depth. And then it looks like Chomeni from Monaco to add more depth at center mid. As a kind of conte understudy, so those are the two pieces of business that I think uh, are still yet to be done this summer.
0: Um, I think I think the Kunde deal is basically a done deal. I think we put that on the back burner, like Andres said, to to make sure that this Lukaku one gets over the line. But, um, really quick, my fiance told me that it should actually be pronounced Jules, because he's french and you don't pronounce the s i don't know if that's true but if any of our followers are listening and want to correct me or clarify that'd be great it's um, not julie, yeah, I, it's not julie. No, I i that's what i thought too that's exactly what i told Maybe. her but she says no it's she said no it's Jules. Jules. so Jules. yeah so i don't know um the lebanese and the french have a have a connection so oh. i guess she has some a little bit of a right to talk there but oui, oui. um Huh? I said we Yeah. Uh, the good old French. colonization, my friend. That's fine. Um, that's a history lesson for another day. Um, but look, the, the Jules kunde deal, um, Simon Johnson, I believe, was the one that reported that, uh, this is all, um, by recommendation of Thomas Tuchel. I don't think that we're necessarily looking to bring in anybody that's not going to immediately improve, um, our team, um, our main squad. Um. And I think a guy like Jules Koundé would immediately do that. Obviously, he slots in on the right-hand side. He's probably your long-term solution for uh, losing Dave, um, who's on the wrong side of 30. Um, Very comfortable carrying the ball into the opposition half. Uh, Very comfortable passing the ball. Has a wide range of passing as well. I like the signing um, at face value. I think it's great. And look, what Tommy Tuchel has done so far, um, we're not really able to judge. So whoever the fuck that man wants, we go out and get him. I heard that he wanted one of Holland or Lukaku and that he wasn't willing to work with option number three, four, or five, and we got him his Lukaku. Now we got to get him his center back. Um, I think that's the more important signing that we need to make. Um, I got to disagree. I, I, I not necessarily disagree. I think we could use some padding in the midfield department, but I don't think it's necessary to dive in this window. Um, if, thing, if 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 is our number one option, great. That's a guy Tommy Tuchel wants, great. Let's go out, let's make the efforts to try and sign him. If we can't, I don't think we should go out and uh, necessarily panic by a number two or number three.
2: Who, who's playing in that double pivot outside of the three names that everyone has? Either it's Jovicic or N'Golino or whatever well, you want to call
0: I was gonna I was going to add this into Lukaku bit before we kind of moved on, but I know we are very top-heavy in terms of attackers. Um, so I could see Mason Mount potentially moving back and playing in that double pivot role if need be. Honestly, I would really like to see him play there at some point this season. I think that's where his long-term future is gonna be. I said it a bunch of times on this podcast before. As a um, six. Not necessarily as a six, but as a true midfielder. Not necessarily starting as like a as a ten or a inside ten or whatever Tuchel calls it. Um as a as a six or an eight. More as an eight. He's 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 an eight by a right. by trade. But here's my thing. I don't wanna go out and panic by um, too many look if uh, and Monaco, I don't think
2: it's a panic, I mean, yeah, we've been linked with him for a while now because we're never going to pay what West Ham wants for Declan Rice,
0: well, I, if West Ham's asking for a ridiculous fee now, let them not qualify for Champions League next season, and then we go buy Declan Rice when they actually need the money. I think my point is this is a position or an area of the field where I think we could be patient because we do have a lot of depth there, fair. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. And I think, and and to be completely honest, if I think depth was a long term problem, if Tuchel actually saw depth at midfield as a problem in this team, he wouldn't have loaned out Billy Gilmore. There would have been enough game time to go around.
2: See, I think that's Mm. that's a move for the long term because Billy gets to play a full Premier League season and then come back ready to take on the reins.
0: Yeah, that's the flip side of my argument, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it also means like that you don't need to go out and pay top dollar for a center mid when. We have another one coming back next year. So maybe hey, maybe we can dabble with some Danny drink water every once in a while, you know? Come uh, on, I like, don't that. like FA Cup maybe, Carabao Cup you can play.
0: Loftus I can, Cheek. I can Cheek. Interesting name is Yeah, you you hit it, Andres. The oh, interesting right. name is Loftus Cheek. What are we gonna do with Very that guy? Because well, if we're playing a three-four-three, three, he doesn't fit at the six. He could only play the ten, and we already have six tens. So yeah,
2: I mean, there's there's so many players still in the squad that could technically play there. Like Ampadu is still here. Um, like Sam said, drink water. I mean, Trevor we Chaluba. still. We still. Well, apparently he's going on loan. Yeah. Chelsea. Uh, I saw today that Chelsea's looking to find him alone as a center back specifically, but um. I mean, we still have Ross Barkley. <laughs> He's like, not gone. Crazy. That's true. There's too many. There's too many midfielders still in here that there's shouldn't too be. too many
0: midfielders. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's been a while since he recorded. I got a brush up on the funds. No, that was yeah. good.
1: Uh, but uh, yeah, RLC could barely get minutes on a relegated side last year let's just let's just put it that he was recovering but... from a major injury he says he just he now always feels... be recovering from a major injury from a, just forever. like cho but cho looks no, that much cho better lo- no cho's fine cho came back and he looked fine after his injury but uh anyway let's move on uh next next little piece of news um it's been a while since we've recorded so we're going to touch upon a lot of different things small things that happen uh tino livramento completed his move to southampton made his debut yesterday actually against bilbao and scored in a 1-3 loss so uh, uh yeah, he had an I'm, assist I'm, I'm, right did he have an assist or was it yeah, a goal i think he had a goal and an assist i think they lost 3-1 so either he had an assist or a goal i thought pretty sure he scored but um that the good start for him. Do you guys uh, have any thoughts about this move, positive or negative?
2: I think this is a huge positive. I mean, uh, the move ended up being for five million, I think. Yeah. Um, We're but there is never a,
0: played in the Premier League.
2: And I believe the buy there is a buyback for about right. like twenty something which I think – I mean, we just talked about buying Chillwell for $50 million and the Koundé price is about to be 45 ish So if Tino freaking bangs, we can buy him for 20 Like, good for him. I yeah, mean, yeah. the guy has never played, like, anything but academy football. So I hope that this season he can adjust quickly. I don't think he's somebody that we're going to look at next summer and bring back immediately, but, you know – two three years down the road who knows i mean i don't see why not i hope i hope he plays well i hope you know that just because they got him for five million doesn't mean that he doesn't get a quite you know the look but yeah it's exciting stuff
0: yeah i i think based on everything i read um this was our one of our most highly sought after academy players um was so he the Academy that...
1: Player of the Year last year? He was. I believe yeah. so, yeah.
0: And so... confirmed,
1: he got the assist at the— Yeah, run. I was about to say. Yeah. it was. I so... looked it up, too. You're right. There you go. Goal and an assist. No, no I mean, goal. I... Just an assist. Oh, no goal. Just an yeah, assist. it was just an assist.
0: Look, I think it's the right move. I mean, you look at our fullback situation at the moment. We already got Reese and Ben Chilwell, who are relatively still pretty young. Um, so it makes sense. Get the guys some playing time. We got $5 million for a player that never played in a league. And you know, I I know the number twenty, twenty five has been floated around as a buyback clause. I've heard everything as high up as forty, it could potentially go up to forty million, similar to like Nathan Ake's buyback clause that we never triggered. The point is, if the guy's worth it, um, and if he develops properly and does hit his potential, forty million is gonna be no sweat to pay. I mean, we we paid fifty million for a ready made left back. We paid ninety seven million for ninety seven million exactly. So if the player is <laughs> ready made and he's good enough then there's no reason why we don't go after him and buy him. So I am gradually uh coming around to this um loan or I'm gradually coming around with this <laughs> sell with a buyback clause option um or approach to our academy players as opposed to just loan after loan after loan where they tend to be for every one good loan there's three bad ones. It's you know, it just seemed a little, uh, you know, kind of all over the place the last few years. Would you so, say that there was there were too many? <laughs> there was too many loan players <laughs> and too many bad loans.
1: That was so that was good. Zach. That really was good. I don't know why was I it? never thought of that. I swear that was your yeah. probably your best one. <laughs> um, all right, another potential departure. Tammy Abraham's representatives apparently met with Atalanta uh I think the meeting was supposed to be today um mm. and I I believe that Inter Milan is looking at Zapata to yep. uh to replace Lukaku so if that happens Atalanta will have an opening at Stryker. And I, I don't have it written down, but I believe the number was like forty million pounds or euros. That's what I, yeah. Um, I don't can't remember if it was pounds or euros. Um, clearly we're very prepared on this podcast. That just shows how it euros really euros it was euros. Um, and then I saw other suitors, Arsenal. There was one other a West Ham, right? Which is yep. the one that me and Zach and I think Zandrea secretly wanted. All along, like, yeah, for him to go play for West Ham, like, that would be really great for him. And if he goes to Arsenal, I can, I i hope he, you know, busts dead and to just, me. yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: But, um, we're not gonna sell to Arsenal,
1: he's dead to me if he goes to Arsenal. <laughs> I, I, it'll I, I, be, I it'll be team... so hard, and I just I just know that he won't have a good season there, though. That's that's <laughs> it makes me sad. But he won't you know. have a good season because
0: they're not a good football club. Exactly. Period. Okay. It's not going think... to be.
1: It,
0: it, like he needs to go somewhere where he will have the opportunity to fuck up his own season, not somewhere where the season's going to be fucked before <laughs> he even walks in through the door.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but I think <laughs> I think the typical I think the more realistic move. And I think I'm kind of on the on the side where I think this is going to happen. I think he's going to end up at Atalanta
0: um, for $40 million. What would you make of that deal, Zach? Well, I know his preferred destination was Arsenal. That's what I've read. But the Atalanta deal, um, in terms of his actual player progression, I think makes a lot of sense, dude. It... I mean, the West Ham deal does as well, but doesn't look like West Ham's necessarily ready to pay the full 40. Atalanta at face value is great. He's already familiar with playing in a back three. Um, he's going to be playing in one of the most attacking and exciting sides in Europe. That's a fact. Gasparine is a fantastic ma- uh, manager, so he's going to enjoy this football there. There's going to be plenty of opportunities to score goals and score big goals. Um, and let's not forget, Atalanta was in and around the title chase last season um, up until the very end where the wheels kind of fell off, but they get a guy in like Tammy Abraham, that's a huge that's a huge signing for him. And if Tammy goes to a club like Atalanta, that's a big opportunity for Tammy as well. So I think it's a win-win for each party. Um, I agree with you, man. You know, at first I really wanted this West Ham move to happen. Part of the reason was because we could use him as a make-weight in a Declan deal. Uh, but that doesn't look like it's happening. So the more I'm thinking about it, Atalanta does make a lot of sense. Um, it's going to give Tammy also the opportunity to expand his game a little bit too. Where and he champions can almost know, yeah yeah champions league as well that that's a huge plus for him also but but my point is you know Tammy could come back and have a potential Lukaku situation where he goes and and you know really gets his career together um into Serie A and has unfinished business in the Premier League, so who knows we might see him come back if we ta- if we tack on a buyback clause, which I really hope and pray we do because Lukaku is twenty eight um that could potentially be an option, too, three or four years down the line. Who knows?
2: I, I just think it's really interesting to see English players now go to Italy. And maybe I think that that's just because Tamori went there last season. So maybe Tammy has asked him about that. You know, Tamori's extremely happy. He's very loved over there. And like Zach said, Gasparini's a great coach. The guy has to sell his best player every summer, and then the next guy that comes up is a baller again. And they're still so, so good, yeah. Tammy is athletically speaking way more gifted than the guys that have been balling out for for Atalanta. So you would hope that you know for his own sake and for his career that it works out well. So for me, I think Gasparini has a lot more patience because he's not expected to win Serie A and therefore he can develop Tammy. I don't think we're going to put in a buyback clause and I think that'll probably come from Tammy's agents because I, I think we are kind of kicking him out.
0: We're but burning that bridge.
2: Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day like he's one of ours and I and I hope that if he doesn't have a future here that you know he can kind of reignite his progression uh, elsewhere.
0: But what if he goes to Arsenal wouldn't
2: No. I hear you say it. We're listen, we're not going to sell a player to arsenal and arsenal can't even afford a 40 million freaking striker and if he stays point. not only that if he stays in the premier league you can almost add another 20 million to that number because that's the english tax so yeah arsenal can't afford him
0: we so won't I'm... sell him to arsenal because he's not an overweight brazilian exactly <laughs> <laughs> why do you why do you say we
1: would burn be burning bridges with tammy if we sold him now like just the way the it's... same. But Lu- Lu- we did the same thing with Lukaku, and look where he is now. No, we Lukaku was like 20.
0: Like, it, it's different. It was, Tammy's it was, like 22. It was How old is Tammy? It was very different. Because the whole because the is... How old Lukaku is Tammy? 22 is... years old? 22,
1: 23? Yeah, 22,
0: I mean, yeah. I yeah, it's a, it's a little
1: different. Yeah.
0: It is different because Lukaku drew, grew up a Chelsea fan and Tammy grew up an Arsenal fan.
2: And, and not just that. Like, Lukaku went through the loans and, like, he didn't – he wasn't in the first team. Like, Tammy was straight up our starting striker. Mm-hmm. Tuchel shows up and he's like, you're getting nah, maybe not 45 enough. minutes and then you're yeah. getting benched because you're not doing what I'm telling you. Like
0: – yeah. I think the treatment of him yeah there I goes. mean he got hooked at he got hooked at the half and then we didn't see him for a few months He was the rest rumored of the to season. go to the
2: Euros like yeah. at one point we were talking about Tammy at the Euros and then Taking Vardy's spot before Tukl, he Tukl dropped Tukl out, rolls like, up yeah. rolls up and he's like i oh, just kidding Tammy pause your career you try it again Really later. it
1: really is fascinating we, I got the season uh recap video you know, Andreas, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, I got it Yeah, well. we Yeah, it was a Blu-ray DVD made by Chelsea. It was a recap of the whole season. And I totally forgot how hot of a start Tammy Abraham had to the season. Mm-hmm. And how we were just talking about Timo Werner, get out of here. This is, Tammy Abraham is our number one striker. Like, this guy is, is our goal scorer, and, you know, we were in love with him. And then, like you said, Zach, one bad half. Got yanked, didn't see him for months, and he came in like just very, very short stints, like cameos, and late into the season, and unimportant matches, it was crazy. It
2: happened twice, though. Uh, First season Mm -hmm. under Frank, he was a starter, and then he faded out, and then Giroud saved our ass, and then this time around, same thing. Tammy started well, faded, and then a complex group of individuals have to save our ass because nobody could break into double digits goals in the league. So it's just, it's, it's a bummer. Like the dude obviously cares and he's trying to get better, but I saw somebody say like, you know, the reason we bought Lukaku and we paid 97 million is because we're a win now club. Like we don't wait for people to develop at the, like at the cost of our points and league table standings. Yeah. And unfortunately at this point, like Tammy's not banging in the goals, like even in the preseason. And I know it's just preseason Armando Broja scored more goals than Tammy. And they got the same amount of minutes mm-hmm. and they played against the same teams. So he didn't do himself any enough favors, I guess this preseason to, to make Thomas Tuchel be like, damn, I got that one wrong. Meanwhile, Thomas Tuchel has said like, I had unfair treatment of Polisic. I've had unfair treatment of Cho. I've had unfair treatment of even players like Zuma. So, like, the guy has come out and be like, my bad. This is what happened at the end of the season. But he never said anything about Tammy. So, again, it sucks. But, like, I hope Tammy can reignite his career elsewhere. Like, we obviously have a soft spot for the guy.
1: I don't want him to reignite his career if he goes somewhere else. (laughs) Is that selfish for me to say? (laughs)
0: No dude. If it's it's unless it's a
1: different league. If he's going if he goes to Italy and reignites his career, I'm happy with that. If we sell him to the Premier League side and he banks twenty plus goals next season. He's not gonna stay in the Prem.
2: Zero chance we sell him in the Premier League.
0: I wouldn't say zero, but I wouldn't say zero. At
2: forty at forty million, zero chance.
0: I think I think I think if Arsenal give us forty million, we might might sell him to Arsenal.
1: Nah, I mean, both teams offer forty. Before the summer started,
0: before the summer started, I was seeing thirty to thirty-five million. Now we're seeing forty million. So it's clear that forty million is probably on the higher end. That's whatever the number that Chelsea the, actually want.
1: Whatever happened to the English premium? Why aren't why Aren't I we supposed business to get any? Aren't we supposed to get a premium for That's selling a I'm British saying.
0: player? What happened? I think we should be. I mean, if we, 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 have, we have, have a young COVID. British striker that has the potential to be a twenty twenty-five goal a season striker. So who wants him? United Does
1: yeah. so anybody United.
0: with 50 million want
1: <laughs> him? <laughs> yeah, do I hear 60? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, come on. He can man.
2: come play a small forward for the rocket.
1: <laughs> 60 yeah, million pound transfer fee to play for Houston. That's a good idea. Um, all right. Zuma. Let's talk a little bit about Zuma because he was supposed to be involved in that Kunde. Uh, transfer but apparently he's refused to go play at Sevilla um obviously I I think I think Zuma at this point has become kind of a fan favorite people love the guy the smile um he's also a great talent in the air um such a like a fun center back to watch played phenomenally in these two preseason matches the what was it the mind series pretty cool yeah i don't know what yeah. the hell that even meant but do you guys know what mind is it a was sponsor? like
2: uh it was the champ it was like a charity thing where arsenal tottenham and chelsea like came together and everything was going towards charity so it was oh, just like a round robin tournament. yeah
1: so we, so it's kind of like make a wish foundation where we get to play arsenal and tottenham kind of to make a wish it's a exactly. Make-A-Wish
0: foundation where we where we give the opportunity to Arsenal and Tottenham to come along with a great club like exactly, us to grant exactly, a wish. Exactly, uh, exactly. We're, grant, we're granting yeah. a wish
1: to two, to, to two
0: people here.
2: Give them the chance of actually winning a trophy against us because it's a preseason and they both still failed.
1: <laughs> Do we get silverware? Because I think we did, like, we did we got
2: need a like, trophy. We're the, we're the, we're the Mind's Ears champions. I'm sure there's a little plastic trophy somewhere.
1: I'm pointing to my mind right now for people mm-hmm. who aren't watching. Which is everyone. But um what do you make of this, Zach? Uh I'll start off with you. Is do you see us falling through with a move? Or was this just you know, negotiating with Sevilla? Do you think that we're gonna have to that's obviously that's obviously gonna bring the price up if he's not a part yeah. of the deal.
0: Does that make the deal fall through? Um, no, I think the kunde deal is gonna happen. Um the money that's being thrown around isn't enough to make a player uh, swap a make it or break it aspect of the deal. I think it'll happen regardless 30, 35 million kunde will eventually be a Chelsea player, but with, uh, with Zuma, I think he's gone. I, I, it sucks to say, because I've been such a big fan of his and I'm still going to love him even when he leaves. Um, But the fact that Koundé is coming in, obviously one of our center backs have to go out. Christensen's coming off of a great season where he deputized for an injured Thiago Silva for 60-plus minutes in a Champions League final and did so very, very well. Um, So he got himself a new contract. Rudiger got himself a new contract. Thiago Silva got himself a new contract. Dave is here to stay. He's our club captain. Um, Zuma's looking at being option number five or six right now. so that's that that is if Kunde comes in. So he's not going to stand for that. Obviously he's too good for that as well. Um, I'm not sure why he turned down a Sevilla switch. Maybe he just doesn't want to live in Spain. Um, you know, Sevilla are consistently in the Champions League. Um, they're a decent side, but honestly I think Zuma is just a, a step above that level. I think I think Zuma could make a switch to another big team, and I think that might be what Chelsea's looking for here, just to sort of maximize his vol- his value. Um, I know he turned down a West Ham move, which kind of shows his ambition as well. So at this point, guys, I'm, I'm kind of already, uh, I'm kind of already came to terms with the fact that he's going to leave. Um, and now I'm just kind of hoping that he goes to another big club from here. I would, I would be really, I would be really sad for him if he, if he kind of took a backward step and joined a mid table side somewhere.
2: I'm, um, I'm calling it now. He's going on loan to Leicester City.
0: Mm. Oh, that's, that's, a a that's a good shout. Perfect
1: timing with shout. Uh, with yeah. the uh injury to what's his name?
2: Uh Fofana, Wesley yeah. Fofana. He's not yeah, supposed yeah. to he's not even like eligible to play with whatever happened to his leg until like n- n- next calendar year. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah he's Fofana, Fofana. West, Unfortunate uh, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Leicester can do back four, back three, um similar profiles, I mean loan. With an option to buy, maybe I don't remember who the other center back is. So Yon-Chu and I, the other guys,
0: he'd older, be a great Evans. partner with Yunchu.
2: I think he's the other guy's older, so I mean, yeah, Johnny option Evans. to buy maybe in there. I I don't know, Ooh. but I think I don't think we'll get a transfer, but I think you know if it's going to be to a higher team, I think it'll be a loan. Otherwise, I, I think a team that plays a low block could really use someone like Zuma. So. Yeah, what I'm if, not sure where.
0: What if Zuma's just trying to find his way back to Mourinho?
2: I mean, that was a rumor going into this summer that yeah. Mourinho might want Zuma, and again, another Premier League player going to Italy. Like it, it, usually has been the other way around, but it's it's becoming a younger league, and I I don't I wouldn't put it past Mourinho to bring back Zuma.
0: Yeah.
2: Partner him up with Smalling.
0: That'd be pretty cool. That's a trip, Hearing yeah. Honestly. Hey, I mean, uh, Smaldini got his career back on track. Yeah. Ever since he moved to Italy, so Alright, uh Who knows?
1: what other points did we miss? Um we talked about Kounde, we talked about many mentioned the mind series, uh the fact that we're champions. Um Alright, let, let let's uh jump ahead to uh the preview of the super cup this week versus uh real um so first of all let's start off with this
2: do you guys good care? evening <laughs> Good oh, guys... good evening. evening.
1: <laughs> what is that in reference to again unai emery is manager <laughs> yeah. um so do you guys care about the super cup
2: yes a hundred percent. I
1: Trophy's care a, a tro- lot.
2: Sure. No, no, no. Sure. Not because of that. Because the last one, two, three times we've been in it, we've lost. We got destroyed by Falcao. We lost in penalties to Bayern. And we lost in penalties to Liverpool. And I, I was okay th- all three times. I want to win this damn trophy. I want to <laughs> win this damn trophy. Just like I want to win the Club World Cup. I just. Around in December. Win them all, dude. Win them all.
0: I am just going to air a word of caution to all the Chelsea players. Please, please, please watch out for the Villarreal studs-up scissor challenges Mm. during the preseason. Because this is technically still a preseason game. And kill that guy. God, fuck that guy. Whatever guy slide-tackled Fafana should... I said this in the group chat, too. I think there are some challenges that are... I mean, obviously, it's a straight red. But that goes beyond, like, a three-match suspension. That guy needs, like, real punishment. Like... Like three to four. Three, three to five matches. No, I'm in saying the pen, like huh? I'm no, I'm saying like five or eight match, like five to eight matches. That's fuck. Fana's season's over. over. But yeah. whatever. This is a Chelsea podcast. Um I think we had a I think we have Trail Wolf's question to kind of round this off. Did
1: he ask about the uh super cup What Uh, I want to
0: say about the Super
2: Cup is.
1: Yeah, like. For
2: real, like, we have. It's going to be. The way I see it is that our best team is going to play 60 minutes. I don't know how many subs you get, maybe five still, because it's a UEFA competition instead of Premier League. But I expect us to see a very strong 11 for 60 minutes' time. Hopefully, we get a lead by then. But we have the Premier League this weekend, and we play Crystal Palace on Saturday. And a lot of our players had a big break. So.
0: Mark Gahey's Crystal Palace.
2: Connor Gallagher's Crystal Palace. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah. Um I, I think it's it is a big deal because our players need to get fitness um going into the Premier League weekend. So I want to get the trophy and I want to get hyped as hell for the Crystal Palace match. So I, I hope we have a good match.
1: Zach, what do you think uh we'll see as and Andreas said We'll see around 60 minutes of our best squad. Who do you think yeah. is a part of that? Like, we we see Lukaku. makes He makes his debut on Wednesday, you think?
0: Well, supposedly his medical's tomorrow. I um, thought medical was today, announcement tomorrow. All right, well, I'm not going to go through the list of people that reported on it, but I saw contradicting tweets saying that it was today, saying that it was tomorrow, so I'm not really sure, but... It's before Wednesday, regardless. Um, I don't know. We haven't really brought in a new player under Tuchel yet, so I can't really say whether or not confidently that he's just going to kind of throw him in there to start in his first match. Or if he's going to give him, like, the Mourinho treatment where just kind of sits him on the bench for the first three or four games and gives them Ooh, trash. That would, that would be
1: yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, would. Imagine a <laughs> million
0: pound signing. No, no fucking um, way. I, I think the front three kind of gives itself away. If we're starting our strongest team, we obviously got Lukaku, Havertz, Mount, uh, Jorginho, Conte, um, Brees, Chilwell, Dave, Thiago, Rudy, Mendy.
1: Will we ever see Pulisic and Cho out there?
0: Or... What's gonna happen with the wingers? I think that's a podcast for another day. <laughs> that's a great question, though. Seriously, because you know, I mentioned it. I mentioned it earlier. We are very, very top heavy in terms of attackers.
2: There's, there's been a lot of rumors about like, you know, last I think it was like last February. I talked about like when we play, sh- sorry, shittier teams, but shittier teams. I want to see Cho at wing back. Yeah. I think we may see that more this year.
0: Both of Talking about top-heavy,
2: like, yeah.
0: With, like, like, two
2: real DMs that just sit? No, no, no. Just your wing backs. These guys are going to have to put in the work. That will be fun. Creek. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, low yeah, block. You have two guys that are actually willing to dribble at opposition and be successful at it. Could be a good time.
0: I think the real question is, is Tommy Tuchel willing to turn this Chelsea team into a real-life video game with that lineup? <laughs> Of I'm Cho down. and Pulisic as wingbacks.
1: I mean, he's done. Yes. He's he's played Cho at wingback at Chelsea, and he's and played, Pulisic has he played Pulisic as wingback for the, us? A little when bit. he first
2: came in, when he first yeah, came right, in. He right. did,
1: put he did, he did. But but, he, but beyond, beyond that, started. as well as well as Dortmund, so um, it's definitely something that I can foresee happening, and I think I'm officially
0: wingback with his hamstrings just kind of nah. doesn't sound right to
1: me. I think I'm officially a wing back guy like that's just <laughs> that's just my new position like, like i love i love chill i love reese james i love anyone like if they play Cho out there i love Cho out there it's just the most exciting position i think because they're, they're putting in so much work defensively coming back and how much that they press up and are really a part of the attack it's, it's my favorite that's why i love playing it on pro clubs too that's my that's yeah i made my i made my dave build and I love rocking him. Um but any predictions? Let's let's get into predictions for this match. Uh,
0: exactly. Lukaku scores.
1: <laughs> no, he's on the he, he rides the bench until uh until September until the 80 <laughs> until, the 80th, until the
0: 82nd minute. No, until September. <laughs> no, I think I think Lukaku plays and he scores, yeah.
2: I was saying Cho win. scores. Cho scores the winner
1: oh one nil win
0: no Ah, uh,
2: nah well maybe it won't be the yes. winner because my score prediction is
0: 2-0 i think we clap some cheeks i'm gonna go 3-0 it'll be something nil for
1: sure we're not we're not letting a goal past us for a long time this defense
0: is fortified it's built up no no 2-2 it's gonna be a tight game very close <laughs> i gotta find i gotta find the.
1: <laughs> i gotta find my new thing that works yeah. because that that we went on a long run when i tried that one i i think i might have what's what's squeezed every drop of juice out of that
0: uh um, we gotta get you a. we gotta get you a pet octopus so they can so he can start predicting all the matches <laughs> for us
1: i'm I'm down to get a pet octopus regardless that that sounds like an awesome pet to have (laughs) um all right so let's let's move on i got another question for you from treo wolf uh on twitter he asks well first he, he he gave his take across all competitions lukaku 25 goals kai 15 goals mounts 10 goals What's your prediction, over or under, for these baselines for these guys? So, Mm -hmm. Lukaku25, we'll start off with him. Zach, over or under? In all competitions, over Over.
0: 25.
1: Yeah. Andres? Over. Over? Okay. In all competitions, Mm -hmm. I'd say over. In the Premier League, I might say under. But all competitions... I think tw- above 25, I'm going to take the over. Kai Havertz, 15 goals. Zach, I'll start off with you again. Over-under. Hmm. That's, it's a tough one, I mean, but... It is tough. The way we're, we're talking Kong about gonna him... going to be scoring
0: a lot of them. Exactly, That's the yeah. thing. Um, I'm going to go over... And that's because this is the Chelsea podcast.
1: Should we we just say over for all of them and move on? (laughs) I'm saying push. I'm saying it's 15 exactly. I I wanted,
0: yeah, I was, I was honestly kind of leaning towards that too. I mean, in the league, I think he could get double digits, but I don't know. Like, I don't think, like again, like we talked
2: about being top heavy. Like Kai's not going to play Carabao cup. Kai's not going to play the early FA cup matches.
0: Like, no, he's not gonna be playing those anymore. So he's not gonna be getting True. easy. He's not, easy, not gonna get a hat trick against
2: again this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: I say fifteen is like it. Like he's gonna. It's a good, total. That's a good like number. I think he's going man. double double. He's getting a double double in terms of goals and assists.
0: You're going fifteen and ten.
2: Oh yeah, so fifteen twelve is my guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Um, the last one, Mason Mount, ten goals. I, I think I'm gonna go over ten goals. I think it's definitely over ten
0: goals, actually. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go under. I think we're gonna see him play uh in a deeper role a lot more this year because we just have a lot of attackers and I think we're gonna be we're I think we're gonna have the luxury of playing all those attackers against weaker teams and just drowning them. So Yeah, I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna be a little controversial here, and that's not because I don't think he has that capability. It's because I don't. I just don't think he's gonna be because playing you need Mason Mount. I get it. Though. Yeah, it's okay. because I fucking no. It, it's because he's not gonna be playing in the front three all season. That's why.
2: See, I'm saying six, seven. He scored nine in all competitions last year. So I'm saying over. Yeah. I'm saying he's scoring he twelve. To.
1: He has to. He's only he got to improve. Better. He has to improve a lot. He's from last gotten better. Right. So for You're me, right. he's, he's scoring 12. Yeah. Let me confirm. Yeah, he scored nine in all competitions. That's what i was just looking want... up. What,
0: what would this be? What kind of podcast would this be if we just all agreed on everything? I gotta throw a little controversy <laughs> in there.
2: I just, I, I don't know, man. Unless the formation changes, I don't see Mount losing his place
0: there. If we're right. talking, if we're talking assist numbers, I think Mason Mount. Might even flirt with 15 across all competitions. Yeah. yeah I mean, yet. last year, 9 and 9. When, when you look at the amount of chances that we missed that, that came off Mason Mount Balls, yet. yeah. I mean, I, I think he could even flirt with, like, I don't want to say 20, but I think he could maybe get a, like, 16 17. In all comps, be... Hey, 16 right? 17 flirting. Comps,
1: comps, that's flirting comps. with 20. Yeah, sixteen, seventeen,
0: flirting, uh, twenty. Three assists is a lot because you you can't really get like you can't drop a dime every single match unless you're De Bruyne.
1: That's fire, guys. <laughs> True. I mean,
0: but, I, I, but I he until, has a magic hat. It's different, you know. Yeah, like,
2: uh, until I see a new formation, I in my head, Mount is in the front line because yeah. also like it's the pressing he does when we lose the ball and stuff like that. Like he does other things that you usually don't get from a front 3 player so i don't know man i i can't see him dropping into that double pivot you're you're limiting some of his best attributes
0: yeah i agree i think you are too yeah maybe maybe that 352 you were talking about andres I mean, look, I'm not saying he's not going to start in that front three. I'm just saying he's not going to occupy those forward areas as often as he normally would. I mean, and now we have another striker to play there. So I think, I don't know. I think naturally he's just going to be able, he's just going to find more space behind the strikers mm-hmm. in that midfield.
1: Man, I'm so excited for the season start. It was a really short off season. Mm-hmm. Plus we had we had the Euros, so that kept us, you know, entertained for that time. But uh cannot wait for the season to start. Match one Saturday, Crystal Palace, like you said. Um and then we have Arsenal the following week. Uh let me Ooh. let let me let me go through our first five or so matches. Um so Crystal Palace arsenal liverpool aston villa tottenham city wow so we play (laughs) arsenal liverpool tottenham and city in our those four teams in our first six matches and we're gonna let's 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 give some a little bit of respect to aston villa they're gonna be a pretty good team. Very this good year. this year. They're gonna be a They're very good team. Nice. So that's yeah. a tough start. Then following that, Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley. So the following five, it gets a lot pretty easier. <laughs> uh wow. That's a that's a crazy start
0: to the season. I mean, it's a crazy season.
1: I don't know why, but I feel like every big team.
2: I mean, maybe it's because we're playing every big team. I thought it was the other way around, but no. I just looked it up. Liverpool plays Norwich, Burnley, us, Leeds, Crystal Palace. Just kidding. <laughs> I thought they had a tough schedule too.
1: Will Liverpool be better this year or worse better than, than what they were last year? Um, really? I think Andy Robertson. Sure. Oh defense. yeah, I saw that.
2: But I, no, I think I know they'll be better, gone. but not better.
0: If what that makes to do, sense.
1: What are we gonna do on midfield?
0: They did not replace Wijnaldum, which I thought they was good. Kind of yeah, they haven't exactly. signed any what, right? I think he's. weird. I think they'll miserable. look better, but they won't
2: win more, if that makes any sense.
1: I mean, they did finish yeah. off four last year.
0: I, yeah, I agree, with the, I agree with the Andres. I think the league has just got that much more competitive. So even if they did get better from last year, I don't think it's going to make a difference in terms of their league standing. Yeah, I think they'll get fourth. City's gonna be potential title contenders. We're potential title contenders. United's yeah, here's potential my title
2: contenders. If City get Kane, yeah, we'll we'll save this for the post V V R L. Yeah, we'll save it for our Premier League predictions. How about that?
0: But just for the record, fuck Harry Kane, fuck Man City, fuck Liverpool, um, oh. Arsenal as well. Arsenal,
1: Tottenham, we can throw on Tottenham. <laughs> you can kind of we- throw. Everybody. We hate them
2: because
1: they ain't us, you know? No, they yeah. hate us because they ain't us.
2: I know, but we hate them too, so I was trying to
0: That's fine. No, the heat is mutual, definitely. You're right. Yeah. Well, um it was really nice getting back behind the mic, guys. Honestly, uh like some. I'm 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 just I'm stoked for the season. I think it's gonna be uh I think it's gonna be a good one. So if you um if you guys are still listening, make sure you're already uh following us on Twitter at Romans Empire Pod. Uh, we also had a few pen pals um, last season that we've uh, been really well acquainted with. So if you want to email us, give us a you know quick overview of how you became a Chelsea fan or just tell us a, a cool Chelsea story or encounter you had, uh, go ahead and email us, romansempirepod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Um, until next podcast, guys, look out for the post Villarreal pod. Uh, keep the blue flag flying high.